0: You're listening to America's Web Radio. It's time now for the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lintonello.
1: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. All right. Mr. Tom, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm over here uh, looking at this uh, nice supercharged 37 37- court over here in the uh, corral at Gettysburg. Ah, uh-huh. I mean, Gettysburg, too. Me. In the backside of the hotel. Only 58 for this beauty. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Huh. So, uh, well, I survived the ride up with you yesterday. That's a good thing. We're still here. I know. So, life, know is, with you. life is good. <laughs> Everything is, is going along well. So. Everything's going well. I'm i I'm we're in the back of this hotel, and we got what over 500 cars here today at the AACA Spring National Meeting, Gettysburg. I mean, all types of cars from from the earliest. From I, I'm looking in right now. I'm standing in front of a uh let's see what it is. It's a 1915 International two-cylinder truck. I mean, and across from that is a fifth is a 67 Ford uh Econo line so just like all kinds of stuff I mean the variety is amazing and the show is free which we love yes we love free so yeah you will never find the variety and quality of cars anywhere else this is going to be today it's going to be one of the best shows in the whole country so if you're listening and you happen to be within driving distance of Gettysburg We're going to be out here until 3, so if you can get here by noontime, you'll get to see most of the cars, and you will see one of the best shows in the entire country for the year. The other thing, a lot of people were worried about all the rain, and uh, just like all... No rain. It changed. A lot of people have told me, oh, gosh, I'm not going to come. But you know, folks, the weather people, they still don't know what's going to happen. And uh, luckily, now we're not going to have rain until long after the show is over. With so, yeah, you know, next to that international is parked a 1923 Gardner radio special touring car, all original paint. I mean, this thing is amazing. And right next to that is a 1922 Rio F Speed Wagon four cylinder truck. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen one before. But of course, you expect to see them at a AACA event. And here it is. I mean it's just the the breadth of variety is just totally amazing. Every time I come to one of these events it just blows my mind. Stuff you've never seen before. Well, you've got everything that you just talked about all the way to a uh three hundred SL Gullwing Mercedes. And uh right. fifty seven Cadillac burrites. So convertible actually. So, you know. Where are you going to find a pre-war international twin-cylinder pre-war international truck and see a 300 SL Gullwing on the same show field for free, folks? Right, for free. We're excited about this. You can tell. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just always a great venue. Right, right now, I'm looking at a Buick Skylock Grand Sport '65. Uh, wow. What a good-looking automobile. You know, everybody, you know, we love GTOs and Chevelles, but uh, these early Skylocks, especially the, the GS models, man, they are just understated elegance. And, you know, I mean, you have that parked here, and then literally 20 feet away is a 1940 Ford Deluxe with black walls. I mean, it's, it looks like a rum runner's car, you know, and just absolutely stunning. So, yeah come on out folks what a great event oh so, yeah it's, it's going to be tough um actually i've got judging duties which will commence shortly after we conclude the show today and it's going to be tough it's going to be a long day but it's, it's going to be a good long day so yeah yeah this is what it's all about it is. And then, you know, you roam through the hobby of the hotel, and they got a little bit of a swap meet area. They've got some stuff where they're selling automobilia, and uh, from literature to, you know, uh, glasses and all kinds of paintings and posters. And then you run into people that you've seen at the last show. And it's just like one big family reunion. It really is. No, it is. And if you go into the... <clears throat> lobby entrance of the hotel what are you going to find the original tin the original tin goose the original tin goose the Tucker prototype Prototype. Tucker 48 right in the lobby I mean amazing so gosh there's just so much to see and every time I come out I think you know well I've probably seen I feel like I've seen some of the cars but I'm thinking about it and I walk out onto the field. So much of it I haven't ever seen before. You know, everybody's yeah. like the rest of us. You know, they multiply. You've got more than one, generally speaking. So you know, people are just bringing out all kinds of stuff. This cord is really a decent, decent car. Fifty-eight-five. I saw it. Yeah, I saw nice, it on the solid. Trail, but I didn't walk over. Yeah. Nah. Good-looking, good solid car that make somebody a nice driver or a great restoration. Sixty-five Buick Wildcat uh, convertible, something I'm familiar with. I have one at home. Uh, great cars, great road cars. Yes, yeah. they are. And they are right now. Hour. Right now, I'm standing in front of a '64 Pontiac Tempest. It's a four-door sedan with a straight six, 215 engine, and I had the same car, but mine was a two-door uh, hardtop, and uh, I used to commute from Brooklyn to Jersey with that car, true Manhattan, in a 64 Tempest, and this was back in the mid-90s, so uh, yeah, it's got that Honduras maroon with the, uh, you know, uh, maroon interior, and uh Wow. It's just just a great looking car, just even just walking the show field, you see cars that you owned, and it brings back a flood of memories, no matter what kind of car it is or what kind of car you you once had, whether it was good or bad, or the memories were good or bad, either way, just roaming the field just you know it's like uh it's like reliving those great days over and over again. well, you know there's a lot of stuff here from. I'd say really,
0: <clears throat>
1: the turn of the century, and and those will bring out great memories for you. I know you probably rode in the back seat of those cars when they were new, so it's going to be amazing. Oh, wow. It's going to be fun. Yeah, fun for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, check this out. We have a '39 Chrysler next to a '74 Volkswagen Super Beetle, and. That's parked next to a 72 Camaro, and next to that is a 49 Nash 600, which, you know, it's just so cool-looking the way the front wheels are encased in the front fender. And, uh, I mean, just <laughs> the variety is just, it's just mind-blowing. And, and I'm in the driver participation area. So uh, for those who don't know, those are cars that are driven. You know, people drive them every day, so they're not perfect. So you don't need a perfect car to enjoy the AACA and this great hobby about. No, I mean, and brass cars too. You know, you see every decade from the inception of the automobile all the way up to the stuff that's 25 years and older here on the field. Um, particularly up here, Gettysburg is a really great area for shows simply because of the uh, logistical, uh, Location, it's yep. prime area up here. A lot yes. of car people up here in the northeast, and they all come out. I mean,
0: God. yeah, y'all have missed
1: the most important thing though. Where could I get a copy of Crankshaft magazine? Well, we got well, some in, in the truck. The show. <laughs> we do have some in the truck. <laughs> we do. Yeah, you know, now, uh, a quick we... note. A quick note. Issue number six was uh, mailed uh, this past Tuesday so everybody should be getting these, their copies today or Monday or Tuesday so hope everyone enjoys it but guess what I'm standing in front of you're not going to believe it a what? 1948 what? Hudson Commodore sedan oh the hair on the back of your neck has to be standing up and your heart going pitter patter <laughs> I just love those you know that big steering wheel I love the dashboard with the gauges in the center Reminds me of the dashboard on my Spitfire, where the gauges are right in the middle, of between the passenger and the uh, the driver. But man, what a sleek looking automobile, you know? And I love those little vent windows way in the back that open up. So many great details. No, I'm, I'm and I'm over here looking at a really rare, rare bird. He's talking about Hudson. We like got independent fever over here, but. 53 Ambassador Country Club two-door hardtop Le Mans with the dual jet fire uh, six-cylinder overhead uh, valve engine. Yep, leather interior. You know, when people think of think of Nash, they don't think of high performance. They don't think of leather interiors and things of that nature. At least post-war Nashes. And uh right. I mean, this car is just as. Pretty it oh my gosh, Charlie Nash would be just oh so proud. <laughs> but yeah, great stuff. One of my first cars was a fifty three Nash actually. Um, oh nice. Uh, we need to get you in a Hudson. You're over there yeah, you on that car, so Well I'm I'm drooling. I'm standing in front of another car that I'm drooling at that I always wanted. A, a Triumph tr R eight. You know? Uh the base engine uh was based on the Buick uh two fifteen aluminum engine that we had back in the early sixties and it was shipped over there and in various configurations and uh yeah, this nineteen eighties T R A what a great little car it's like a uh, cheap Sunbeam Tiger. But uh Wow, and behind that is an old fire chunk. <laughs> no matter where you look, it's just eye candy. It really is. Wow. Everything over here in the, in the brass area from EMFs, Mitchells, Saxons, uh, early Buicks, uh, just cool. It's great stuff. And then of course, uh, a, a really good variety of Model Ts too. I mean, you know, people tend to think of Model Ts as just being black, but uh, 1914 and earlier. There was a lot of brass on the Model T's. And they weren't all painted black, either. Uh There were no. a lot of years Red, where they white. had a variety of colors. Yeah. Green. Yeah. Blue. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's a common fallacy that uh, Henry Ford said you could have any color you wanted well it was painted black, and that's not true. So, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm standing in front of a, a 1930 Ford Model A pickup truck, which, you know, uh just a great little car if if you need a pickup truck but you want something old that's like a perfect candidate and you can get every single part available for these cars you know to keep them going oh yeah um, yeah it's just just absolutely amazing um I'm standing here in front of a 1923 Ames. Oh, have, wow. From Owensboro, Kentucky. And I can honestly tell you, you won't see another one, probably. I've never seen no. any Ames, Okay. And I, sadly, the... folks, I've been around for a while. Okay. Now <laughs> break mine. Up on a break. Yeah. We'll be back.
2: When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? then crankshaft is the car magazine for you crankshaft is a 144 page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories the type of car features you won't find anywhere else it features american and foreign cars pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars muscle cars and regular family sedans too to discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published you can purchase either a single copy for twelve dollars and ninety five plus cents plus three dollars postage or a one-year subscription four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com.
0: Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr drive through time with peace of mind jc taylor you're listening to america's web radio on the americas broadcast Network.com. thank you for listening and now back to the classic car show on america's web radio with tom cox and richard lentinello
1: all right we're back we're back Yes, and I'm, I'm standing in front of a 1957 Corvette. It's in the driver participation class, so it's got some flaking paint and this, that, and the other thing, but uh, it's orange with orange interior, white top, and it's got the white side cove, and what really makes it is a five-spoke polished American racing wheel. So the driver participation class, why don't you tell us a little bit about it on some of the modifications or... You know, doesn't have to be totally original to be included. No. You know, a lot of people tend to think, you know, well, gosh, AACA, I'm going to have to have a trailer queen, absolutely perfect car, something that I'm going to have to show and spend hours detailing in order to participate. And couldn't be further from the truth. Um, We have a place for everybody, Uh, original cars, restored cars and what you mentioned, driver participation class. That is open for any car 25 years and older. You drive it, it's welcome, and we accept wheel changes, accessories, exhaust changes, and other mild modifications. Mm -hmm in that class, so it doesn't have to be bone stock. If you like running a set of headers and a slightly modified exhaust system, no problem as long as it's got the original engine. That's one thing we do not allow, and you know, if you swap an engine out and you've got an LS1 under the hood, it's not acceptable, no. but no. Daily driver, you know, the paint's not quite together on it. It's not the original paint. It's checked and cracked. You got a dent or two. You got a blanket over the bottom of the front seat. You know what? You drive it in and you can participate, just like everybody else does. And people right. think, Well gosh, won't I feel out of place? The answer to that is absolutely no, because you're going to be with a bunch of other people there in the D P C class too. And uh, DPC has been around AACA oh, now you. for almost 30 years, so mm-hmm. you've got to figure. The yeah. acceptance is there. It's not unusual. Everybody just They're goes and enjoys the cars, no matter whether you've got, you know, a Concours winning uh, or AACA Grand National winning car or you've got a DPC car. And then... It's also HPOF which that actually stands for all original preservation. Yeah. Historic preservation yeah. of original features, which most people don't really necessarily understand just looking at, at just HPOF, but it's as you say, for original cars. And those cars are evaluated. Um, you can you don't want to have all you know, a, a complete repaint. You're not going to get certified for originality if your whole car has been repainted. And there are other aspects of what we would consider restoration that if they're done to your car, it will disqualify you from being in that HVOF or original class. But we do have some leeway, and there are two different levels. There's the HVOF uh, designation, and then if your car is almost 100% original and everything is in relatively good condition yet, then you can get to the HVOF original level, which is just one step above. Um, So there's even a little room for uh, competition in the original class. Yeah, I'm, I'm standing in front of a 1964 Porsche 356C Coupe. Twin Grill model, which is just a fabulous car that goes touring in around the country. They're so reliable, uh, they're a lot of fun to drive. I had one years ago. I wish I never sold it. And parked next to the Porsche is a 1962 Chrysler Newport convertible with the 361 V8, silver blue with a white top. Next to that is a '65 Mustang 389, a uh, 289, excuse me. I mean it's just amazing. I mean and and the area that I'm in, these cars look like show cars, but they're in the driver participation class. So they they do have flaws but you know, at any local car show they would probably take a wood. So uh yeah. Come on out, folks. If you're nearby you would absolutely love this event. So I think I told you while we were on break, I'm over here standing next to a 1922 Lafayette Touring. And a lot of people, when they first hear Lafayette, they're thinking, oh, a Nash Lafayette, which was sort of a mid-price uh, entry, level, entry car for uh, Nash Motors um, back in the 30s. But the actual Lafayette automobile was built by... Lafayette Motors in Indianapolis, Indiana. And this is a large eight cylinder touring car. It's absolutely magnificent. It looks like it's just out of fresh restoration, but, uh, I have never seen one in the flesh. And it's just a sight. Wow, it's amazing. It's just so well done. And, uh, a big car, too. Really wide, wide radiator, um, in front of that eight-cylinder engine. Right next to a 24 uh-huh. Buick that's completely all-original. Everything on it is totally original, down to the uh, stickers from an inspection 1947. Um, wow. Pennsylvania Division of Motor Vehicles all crackled up on the front, all-original leather interior and everything. Nothing has been changed out on this car. Except for the Hmm. uh, tires. Incredible. And here comes an international high-wheeler. A lot of people have never seen a physical high-wheeler. Well, I'm I'm standing in front of one of my favorite cars. This is a 69 Buick Sport Wagon with the uh, glass panels in the roof. And being a 69 model, I'm looking at the uh, front wheel, and it's got finned drum brakes. In the front for 1969, you think that, you know, they would have had disc brakes already. But, uh, what a great looking car with the, uh, the glass roof panels. Yeah, always wanted one. Really? Like. Well, yeah. You know, if I like to go. You have one. You know how to find us. Rich is looking for yeah. one. You heard him. I heard him. So, yeah. there you go. My, my, although my ultimate, my ultimate sports wagon would be a 67. Oldsmobile cutlass. That would be my ultimate sports wagon. I love those sixty seven uh cutlasses. Those are great cars. Well so if you got one, let me great know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let us let us know. Uh one of the favorite one of my favorites out here too, and we saw it last night when we came in. And that is a uh a uh Mercury Colony Park uh Hard top station wagon. That's a great yep. looking car too. Um, standing over here next to a 1922 HCS. Uh, oh, F4. wow. touring car. Looks like, uh, looks like they get it out and drive it and that's what they're made for. What a good looking car though. Um, well I think you know, I kinda like those, those, those really early cars because it kinda suits the era that you grew up in. But I really like the 63 Falcon Sprint convertible I'm looking at. You know, growing up in the 60s and 70s, that, that's more my style instead of that oh, stuff from the scenes that, that you remember oh, yeah. well. Yeah, well, well said for a guy that grew up during the Harding administration. So there you go. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm looking back here. You're... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm looking back here and, uh, over my shoulder and there's a whole row of police cars. You know, vintage police cars, old Mustang police cars and Tauruses, stuff like that. All in the, you know, state trooper liveries and where do you find that? You know, what other show are you going to go to and find vintage police cars? Ah, uh, there's way cool, way cool. Fire trucks, there's commercial cars, military pickup trucks vehicles. oh wow hey you. so a powell pickup truck here a powell a powell really when was the last time you wow. actually saw a powell in the flesh oh the i think it was during there. i think it was during harding's uh presidential inauguration <laughs> <laughs> you were there wrapped, wrapped in a swaddling yeah. blank, blanket in the in the chilly cold uh, <laughs> as your parents being gone listening to everything that they had to say <laughs> it's great right the uh uh, this, uh the Powell was a really interesting story uh, you know if you remember they he built these trucks using discarded I think there were 48 Plymouth Frames is what they were built mm-hmm. on. So he would go to the junkyards and get these frames, and then he would build his truck around it. Um, huh. Kind of crazy. Um, yeah, right right, right. now, I know you're into those trucks. I'm always into sports cars. Now, looking at a 1947 TC Roadster, this is in the HPOS class. And that black paint, if it's not original, then it's got to be 60 years old because it's all worn away, where the driver hangs his arm out the door. And, you know, I love those TCs; They're pretty cool. And right across for that is one of my favorite muscle cars, a 70 uh, Plymouth. This is, happens to be a Rona. I, I prefer the GTX, but, you know, a 70 uh, Mopar, I think, are just great-looking automobiles. Next to an LS6 Chevelle. I mean, (laughs) yeah, great stuff. You know, it's um, it's, it's, very inspirational to walk around these shows and you see cars that have been, you know, either restored or well maintained and well preserved. And it really gets you going. You want to get back home and get to the garage and finish your project and get working on them so you could, you know, enjoy the old car hobby by showing people what you've done. And that's what it's all about. Well, and and just think about the fact you're going to meet so many people. You know, one thing about the car hobby, when you have an event like this, it's the common denominator that brings everyone together. Um, I've been to a show where the chairman of Coca-Cola was at the show. Um, Advisors to the president were at the show. And they're there hanging out and talking cars with retired school teachers and people from all walks of life. It just spans the whole gamut. And, you know, we're all just out here talking cars and nobody pays any attention, you know. Uh, the guy with the gull wing is just as happy to talk to the guy with the Powell pickup truck as they are happy to talk to the guys with the Model T. It's, uh, it's really cool. I am for a break.
0: Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor.
2: When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, Four issues, for $59.95, to order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello.
1: Okay, wow. You know, um, um, I'm in the muscle car class, and I'm looking at one of my favorite muscle cars, a '66 Shelby GT350 Mustang. And this is correctly restored down to the correct blue dot Goodyear tires. For those who aren't familiar with, you hear the term blue dot tires. What it was is 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 it's, it's a big black wall Goodyear tire and. Right underneath the uh, foot, in between the Goodyear logo, is a one-inch circle that is blue, and that signifies the, the correct tires that were on that car. So, this is correctly restored. This is absolutely beautiful. Ooh, I remember. I remember years ago, you know, you were able to pick these, these cars up for twenty-five hundred bucks, three thousand dollars. No one wanted muscle cars in the early, in the early, you know, seventies uh, and. And mid seventies and by the end of that decade it was like, yeah, it's just an old car but now <laughs> now four or five hundred thousand dollars to get one. Once the Arab oil embargo hit and the gas lines got long, um right. a lot of people abandoned those cars. I'm over here now looking looking at uh some milk trucks, uh really rare milk trucks, not your typical Divco um, that are restored by uh, noted restorer Jay Christ um, he uh, grew up in the rudders dairy uh, family of businesses and has dedicated a lot of time to restoring a lot of these milk trucks but you know cool thing about these things is you know they were some of the first hybrids they ran on gasoline and when they pulled into the neighborhood, they would switch over to electric because it was quiet. They didn't want to wake everybody mm-hmm. up. Um, so, you know, they're just, you know, yes, there are hybrids today, but they were hybrids yesterday. Everything that's new, everything that old, that's old is new again, as they say. I'll finally get that one right, but. Uh, yeah. Another, uh Buick Wildcat 63 good looking car oh I like Wildcat yeah it was a good looking car and speaking of power I'm, I'm standing in front of a 69 Mercury Cougar XR7 convertible and uh, it's got the uh, Cobra Jet 428 engine and uh, man I always liked the early Cougars I, I prefer the 67 68 models but I would definitely take the 69 model home in a heartbeat Oh, such a nice-looking automobile. The car that I drove in high school, right after I had my 60 Pontiac, was a 69 Cougar convertible. It was a great... Oh, nice. I put... That car had 120,000 miles on it, 351 Windsor engine in it, and I put... Gosh, 130,000 miles on that car. Took it to uh first couple of years in college and uh it was running smooth as silk. Original engine at 240,000 miles when we sold it. So, wow, great cars. I have a special place in my heart for those. Actually, I ha- I have in the barn, I have a 69 Kruger project car. If I live long enough, if being around you doesn't kill me. I might actually get that thing done. Wow. Well, you know, I mean, pay me $20 an hour and I hope you fix it. <laughs> there you and go. You got to pay for my and, uh, There you go. I mean, that's cheap, 20 bucks an hour. Come on. You know, you pick it up, Ferrari in the background here, a <laughs> 328 GTS. I'm going to walk away from it because uh, I don't want it to overwhelm the broadcast here, and the uh, folks in the studio will hang us up to dry. They get they oh, get real of over stuff like that. They do. They do. You know, uh, besides the regular production car, there's some rare birds here on the show field. I'm standing in front of a 1964 Dodge Polara 500. Got the 426 max wedge engine, which they rated at 425 horsepower, but you know it had more. This has 18,000 original miles and is one of... 153 Max Wedge factory drag cars built, and this Polara 500 is one of only five built, and is the only one known to exist. And it's right here on the show field in Gettysburg. Wow, what a great old looking automobile! I mean, it looks like your grandmother's car, you know. These uh, Polaras, but uh, once you open that hood, you see that Ram Charger 426. It's like uh, with the you know with the dual quads, you know. Uh, wow. Imagine having that in your garage, huh? I bet you would trade your well, TR7 for that. Well, but you know, it wouldn't have all that charming smoke coming out of it when you turn on all the flip all the switches. So, you know, there's something to be said for the excitement of owning a TR7. You don't know whether you're going to burn up inside or whether you're going to set your garage on fire at any given moment. So, <laughs> you know, hey, a car, a car just pulled in that has your name on it. An oh, A.C. Yeah? Rambler. Red, white, and really? blue. What, with the yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to come check it out. I, I'm over here. I am looking at the, well, uh, there's a Sea Grapes fire truck here that is probably the largest commercial vehicle on the field. But the largest civilian vehicle on the field is a late 60s uh, Airstream motorhome. All shined wow. up. You can see your reflection in it as you go by. It's a beast, but boy is it cool. And they're giving people tours of the interior. It's registered in the original class, um, here wow. at the show. So, I mean, think about the variety. Going Mercedes to Airstream Motorhome. Huh? Crazy. It's just I know we called the last time I've seen one. In fact, our probably never did. I gotta come take a look at it. But right now, I'm looking at a 70 GTO judge. Gold with gold interior and the yellow and green stripes. I mean, that's an odd combo. You know, usually all those judges... It is are an, an unusual combination. It really is. Yeah, yeah. And uh coming in right behind is a 69 GTO. But, uh oof. Wow. I need to win How Lotto. And that's the problem. I need to win Lotto. I need to buy... Oh, there's at least 200 cars that I need. I really do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, one thing's for certain, you're not going to come here and find it really easy to pick a favorite. They're all yeah. favorites. Uh, it's just crazy. It, it, it's like going, it's, I don't know, I can't describe how exciting it is and how much fun it is to go to these shows. And, and don't get me wrong, I like all kinds of shows, Mark shows, Concourse shows, but it's sensory overload, folks. When you've got 500 and some odd cars, it's, and it, they're from every every end of the spectrum out here, it's amazing. Now, there's an actual MASH Lafayette Coupe Black, uh, sweet-looking car. And I made it over here to where the British cars are, Richard. And guess what? It looks like all of these run. They do. They don't well, you better be careful oil. walking. You want to flip on some yep. of that oil that's leaking out. <laughs> I was about to say, there's no, there's no drip pans. I mean, these people look happy. They're smiling. They're having a good time, enjoying themselves. Uh, and over here, I mean, you have everything from the venerable uh, MGB to the Allard. So a lot of variety over here in the sports car class too. And one that- I'm standing in front of a car. Well, talk about cars you've not seen before. I'm standing in front of a car that I think is the only one or two known to exist. And I know you know it. It was just recently restored. A 1940 Buick Fire Chief wagon pickup-type wagon. It was restored by Doug Siebold, who's, you know, a Buick expert in Ohio. And it's bright red, and it has all the markings for the fire chief. And it's the Roadmaster model, and it's absolutely stunning. This is the type of car that I got a photograph and put in Crankshaft magazine. The readers would just love knowing the story about it. Well, here's one that you're going to want to really take a hard look at over here. A 1954 Arnold Bristol... Oh, blood six yeah. cylinder and uh, yeah, blue great car, black interior, uh, beautiful car, three carb setup, uh, pretty as it can be. And my guess is it was restored recently because it's going for its first junior. So, folks, most of the cars you can tell if they're showing for their very first time in AACA if they're competing for their first junior award. That's the entry-level and top entry-level award in AACA. And so if it's uh, the judging sheet on the dash says First Junior, it's probably its first time in AACA. This thing is really cool, though. You would like this. This has got two all over it. Yeah, well, that car was conceived by Wacky, that was his nickname, Wacky Arnold. He was a car dealer in Chicago, and he commissioned... Uh, you know, one of the, uh, is in Italy to build that body based on, you know, British Bristol components. And, uh, there's not many of those around. I mean, you know, maybe a few hundred, if that. And who knows how many are left. But that's, that's, that's a rare bird. Just like the, uh, Kaiser Darren that I'm standing in front of. You know, with the sliding doors, the, uh, the door slides into the front fender. This is a 54 model. And uh, it's like mint green with the mint green in- in upholstery and convertible top. I mean, this is just an awesome automobile. Again, here's another one that has to get into Crankshaft magazine. But all these cars are in Pennsylvania. What's going on? It's like Pennsylvania is the hotbed of old cars in the United States. It seems like, you know, nine out of ten old cars you run into in Pennsylvania. I don't know. I don't get it. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why. uh, (laughs) Well, you know, it may just be the fact that the Antique Automobile Club of America was founded in Pennsylvania in nineteen thirty five. Yeah, Philadelphia, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the headquarters now is in Hershey, Pennsylvania where it's been gosh, for the last seventy years. Or so, give yep. or take. I know so many will correct me on that. But, uh, yeah, so a lot of old cars in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvanians are car people. Um, but there's a lot of stuff from all over the country, uh, stuff from as far out as California and as far north as Maine, far south as Florida, Texas. So I, I've seen a lot of plates here. So a lot of people think enough of this event to drive for days to get here, yep. Um, Saab Sonnet. what a great looking car in yellow too. I know. You know, I would, I would have never thought that I would like those cars. It is just so, oh. you know, quirky. And you know, I like quirky. They are. You know, you and I are friends, so you know, people know that. There you go. I mean, the early, the early Sonnets had uh, two-stroke engines, where you had to mix the oil in the gas, and they just, you know, put her around with you know, all types of uh, environmental-friendly smoke out the back. But, uh, yeah, Son, that's a pretty cool car. I just turned around I saw a row of cars that I'm definitely not going to walk down because it's all 57 Chevys, and I have zero interest in 57 Chevys, although at the very end is a silver 57 Chevy Nomad, which I think is a cool-looking car. I mean, I would rip off all the trim that's... Absolutely gaudy trim uh, that they uh, stuck uh, on those Bel
2: why, why, why,
1: why don't you go talk <laughs> to the owner about that? Why don't you have a discussion with the owner? Uh, <laughs> about I got a crap On your car, huh? <laughs> Get that crap you know, off. Uh, <laughs> it's our time for a break. <laughs>
2: When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else.
0: Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888 Antique or visit JCTaylor.com slash AWR to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello.
1: Well, uh, yeah... Yeah, folks. If you weren't here for that last segment, it was uh, entitled "How to Win fe- Win Friends and Influence Your Enemies." As uh, Richard was talking about how much he loves all of the ornate trim on the '57 Chevy. I'm glad that one was over with. I'm glad we had a break. You were starting to get a little <coughs> worked up. I don't need any more friends. I got you. What more do I need? I don't need friends who own '57 Chevys. Come on, yeah. you know, yeah. rip that trim off. You know, I think I'm going to come by next time at the next car show with, with a, uh, with a pry bar and just remove all that trim on a Air. I just think it, it's just <laughs> god awful gaudy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those colors. <laughs> How about it? How about if we throw some gangster white walls on that and uh. put a really nice continental kit on it? What do you think? Oh. That cure it for you? Oh, I, I, I would put it up for sale immediately. Get rid of it. No, I'd rather have a pacer. No way. <laughs> Wait a no minute. Now, or, now you're or. now you're treading on thin ice here. Okay. Uh, I'd like Pesa. somewhere on the internet the pacer limousine from Wayne's World Two that carried Aerosmith around in that TV show, in that movie. Um, showed up on the internet. Now everybody's trying to buy it. It's in a junkyard, huh? Really? Yeah. Of course, all those movie cars, a lot of people don't realize they're all cobbled together. I mean, it's a miracle that they make it down the street, you know? Oh, yeah, they're junk. They're pure junk. They're, like like you said, they're just cobbled together. They some of them are what salvage caused and things like that. But, uh... Whew. Now, there was a cool-looking car that I'm, 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 that's in front of me. One of the mid-'70s Cadillac Seville with the, with the humpback in the back. Was No, late-'70s, was it? I think it was late-'70s. Uh, I like those cars. That I think that was a classic-looking Cadillacs. They were styled after Hooper Coachworks in England and uh, have a lot of character. You know, it's interesting. I've never really cared for as far as coachbuilders, I never really cared much for most, <clears throat> much of what Hooper did. But of course, you of course would like them. Of course not. They were really popular in Brooklyn. Those cars. They were. Yeah. But you got to have Vogue tires rolling on those cars. You gotta, yeah, you got to have Vogue tires on those things, and you got to have well, you got to have a baseball bat underneath the front seat. That's a prerequisite. And you gotta have dark windows and uh yeah, you just sit back, you cop a lean, lean in the middle, and you just cruise down the boulevard in style. I like those. I can't no, see you in one, but uh I can see me in one. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, there you go. We all oh. it's all yours. Uh I, I'd <laughs> like be, I'd like to be digging the Crosley Farmer Road over here. Uh when you get oh, started like driving your Crosley Farmer Road. You just stop, put the plow on, and work on your garden, and then take it back off, go out for a ride for the afternoon. Probably only somewhere around 26 horsepower, um, but certainly enough. A lot of tractors are only 20-some-odd horsepower, so there you go, the farmer. You go. I've, I've tried to fit in one, and being six foot two in height, it's virtually impossible to get into one of those things. I mean, you could get in, but getting out takes like a half hour. I need a crane, so uh, no Crosleys for me. But I think they're cute. They're a lot of fun, easy to restore. Although this '71 uh, GTO Judge that's parked, just got parked in front of me, next to a '69 Grand Prix. You know, the 69 Grand Prix had the longest hood of any mass-produced American car, and John DeLorean wanted it like that. I mean, really? that's what's so distinctive. Yeah, that, yeah, the longest hood. That's so distinctive on those early, uh, you know, 68, 69 Grand Prixs, or 69 and 70s. I think it's got kind of a 428. I would have thought that the, <clears throat> that the Lincoln Marks would have uh, taken that uh, honor, but uh, if you say so... Well, you know, there's a Lincoln mark right across from it and I'm looking both of them have their hoods up and the Grand Prix definitely that hood's gotta be eight to ten inches longer, without a doubt. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah. It's great. Part, yeah. So uh you know, now we're seeing fourth generation uh, Camaros on the show field. You know, like ninety twos, ninety threes. We're starting to see right. those. There is an 8-series BMW from the uh, late 80s, maybe about 90, that's on the show field park next to a Mustang. So, uh, yeah, you just never know what you're going to find at one of these events. It's just great. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. So we have a race car class here, too. We have a uh, drag car that was fielded by the Smothers Brothers. Now, that's going way back uh, of course, you know, you remember every episode of the Smothers Brothers TV show. I, I was far too young to even know what a Smothers brother was, but, uh, their Oldsmobile car is that an Oldsmobile? Cars here. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's a great, that's a Kane's
1: that. car. That's a great car. Um, there's a, uh, a Grand Prix car here. Um, just all kinds of great stuff, you know. We had planned to talk about the value of your vehicles and what affects change in the value, what enhances it, what detracts from it, all of those things. But folks, sadly, Richard and I have been too excited about the show to get to that. So we're just going to have to postpone it just because. So... Uh, are good with that, Rich? We're just gonna keep digging on the cars. Yeah, we, we will definitely talk about that next week once we get back to our other radio show. And, uh, I mean, we got a lot of topics at hand that we could talk about, uh, in the future. But, uh, it's, like you said, you know, it's, it's an abundant of excitement when you attend one of these AACA regional meets. And, uh, I think the next one is in Norwich, New York right by the Norwich Classic Car Museum. That's like in central New York in the middle of nowhere. Beautiful country. And I think that's in, like in another month or so. So uh, that'll be the next one. Well, and then after that is the Granddaddy, uh, the Grand National and Zenith competition uh, that's going to be up there in Bettendorf, Iowa. And that's going to be a real barn burner. That is probably going to come close to this show in terms of total registration so we're probably going to see 500 cars out there and the interesting thing about the Grand National is all of those cars have gone through our system and they've won their AACA First Junior Award, they've won their AACA Senior Award and they've made it to the Grand National so they're either competing uh, for Senior Grand National or the Grand National First the cars They're all are outstanding, outstanding cars. Yes, that means they are. Well, every car at the Grand National on a 400 point scale is probably 390 or better even though of course we don't divulge scores in AACA but but we know those cars are just that good um, yep so Chrysler the only problem real. It's in, uh, go ahead it, its in. the only problem is that Grand National is in uh, Iowa. And uh, as much as, you know, it's an interesting part of the country and stuff, you know, if you like looking at cornfields for 10 hours as you're driving. But the pizza is awful. I had to pizza once in Cedar Rapids. It was awful. What? <laughs> but, well, but, you know, you know do I have I great she... pork sandwiches. <laughs> pork <laughs> The pork sandwich? is yeah. fantastic.
2: Yeah. Oh, did you God. What do you call it? it? What, the, it?
1: The, the The pork? The pork? The pork? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pork sandwiches. So you're living out there in Knoxville? No, 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 no. You're you're (laughs) living out in Knoxville now. You've been there for over a year. It's called pork. It's not pork. That's what I said. Pork. Pork. Yeah. Pork. Pork. (laughs) (laughs) Breaded pork. (laughs) Breaded pork. (laughs) You know, that's called a tenderloin. Tenderloin. There you go. That's the name of it. Yeah, Tony Tenderloin. But, uh, the nice thing about going to that show in Iowa is the fact that you see different cars. You know, you'll see cars from that area of the country that you don't normally get to. Pennsylvania and Hershey. Even though it is a Grand National, a lot of them do come out from all over the country. You do see some local stuff that is, uh, unusual. So, I'm looking forward to that and having some pork tenderloin. Yeah, yeah baby. So, um, you're going to have to take a look at this 56 Chrysler Imperial Convertible. Man, what a good-looking car. Uh, part of uh, Clyde Horst's collection, which, you know, they do a great job restoring these cars. So, I've never seen a bad car that's fielded by Clyde Horst. Just good-looking stuff. Nice selection of Corvettes over here. Uh, C2s, C3s. One minute everywhere well we didn't wait to wrap it up folks but i can tell you if you're out here come by this is exciting and the other thing about it is if you're at home and you're on the sofa get off the couch get in the garage get in the garage have fun enjoy life do something why you know something with yourself. do <laughs> something with yourself buy an old car and if you can buy one cheap cheap cars are good we'll see you next time all right folks Take care, folks. Have a great weekend.
0: Ciao. Ciao. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.